There's the bell for round number 12, Pacific Coast Boxing. You know where you're at, folks. Here we go. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos al ligado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz. Of course, here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Ready to talk boxing, Rick. This is uh, big round 12. We've got three more to go, of course. Mm-hmm. We're, we're old school. We still go the full 15 rounds. Um... That being said, Rick, we had a really good weekend of boxing, which I hate to say, Rick, but it's probably the last big weekend of boxing for 2022, man. For 2021, sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it, it was a, a pretty good finish, though. I think um, last few weeks we've had some good fights, and, uh, you know, th- this weekend is probably the, the end of, yeah. of the good fights, and then uh, we're looking forward to a good 2022. Yeah, I say shoe shines in the corner, and I'll tell you, the the year in boxing ended off with shoe shines in the corner. Again, mm-hmm. we had two really good fights that took place over the weekend. There were several fights, but the headliners, of course, uh, you know, Gervonta Davis and Isak Isaac Cruz on Sunday, and then, of course, Devin Haney mm-hmm. and Jojo Diaz on Saturday. And then, of course, the week before, Tufimo Lopez and George Cambosas. I mean, we've had, and of course, the lightweight division has kind of taken center stage. Yeah. But boxing in general in the last quarter, of course, we had, you know, Fury, Wilder. Um, and then, yes, it's going to come to an end. Yeah, we got Comey and Lomachenko. We'll talk about that, Rick, but I don't see that being all that competitive, man. No, no. I think it, you, there could be one where... You know, it could be a lopsided unanimous decision for uh, Lomachenko. Yeah, even though the numbers don't show that, by the mm-hmm. way, the numbers right now, um, I think they have like Lomachenko at minus 300, Comey at plus 275. Um, I just think that Comey's better days are behind him, Yeah. right? He doesn't have the style to beat Lomachenko. Be that as it may, yeah, th- this you know this weekend, a lot of fights this weekend, which I know we're going to cover and talk yeah. about. I know you've got them all listed. But for all intents and purposes, right, the meaningful fights, although you can make a case that, you know, Komi Lomachenko is meaningful in the lightweight division, the meaningful fights are done. Yeah, yeah, for the for the most part, you know, till the end of the year, and uh, we'll have to look forward to a good uh, 2022. Yeah, which means, Rick, which means that more than likely next week will maybe be our last show of the, of the mm-hmm. year, and where we do our... Inaugural, not inaugural. It'll be the second edition, Rick, uh-huh. of all the boxing awards, man. Yeah, no, looking forward to that. You know, the, I think a lot of the fans are looking forward to that. Um, yep, it's, it's a big, big show. It is, it is, because we've got everything right. Mm-hmm. We don't just do the traditional. Yeah, we're gonna do fighter of the year, knockout of the year, fight of the year, but we also go deeper than that, Rick. Yeah, right. Promoter of the year, uh-huh. worst promoter of the year. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, best color commentator. Right, mm-hmm. worst fighter as a color commentator, yeah. and there's some right that have recently stepped up, uh-huh. right to to be nominated for that. By the way, yeah, and, and you know we won't really reveal the names. No, quite yet. No. But, most uh, improved. I'll tell you right now. Right, yeah. uh, just the one sneak that I'll give give out is the Latin Snake is getting much better behind the mic. Yeah, you know it. it uh, I was watching the, uh, the telecast this past weekend, yeah. and you know I was, I was watching that. But I'm a little leery 
Yeah. That they had Sean Porter. I know. And they were going to him. I know. You know as a. Yep. To kind of break down fights. And yeah. who knows? You know, maybe yeah. the Latin snake gets replaced. I was thinking about that too. Yeah. I was thinking, I wonder how the Latin snake, of course, we're talking about Sergio Mora, mm-hmm. the original winner of the contender, yeah. former 154 pound world champion, by the way, Rick. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about that, right? Is that kind of encroaching in his space there, right? To bring in mm-hmm. Sean Showtime Porter now as the and and let's be honest, right? Sean Porter is really good behind the mic as well. No, really good. And and Porter, we've we've seen him yeah. on calling uh, Showtime fights, PBC. You know, it. it uh, he's also done the uh, the NBC fights when they had. That's fights. right. That's right. Um, he was doing those. So that's right. To have him on three different telecasts. Yep. You know, all in the calendar year. That's right. It's amazing. No, that's pretty good. That's yeah. right. And what does that say? You know, yeah. what does that say? Is it a matter of time before he steps in there mm-hmm. in between Chris Mannix and that other guy who's an absolute joke? Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know his name. Yeah. All right. I love Chris Mannix. Uh-huh. Good dude. Um, so, yeah. So we have our end of the year awards, the real awards. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're not going to give knockout of the year. What was the one last year or the fight of the year? Ivan Branchik and uh-huh. Jose, was it Sapeda? Sapeda, yeah. Just because they knocked each other down 20 times, that doesn't mean it's the fight of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you are the one, Rick, that actually described and established what the criteria is. Mm-hmm. The fight has to be meaningful. Yeah, meaningful, you know, some some good back and forth, can't be lopsided. Yeah, yeah. And it's got to be a fight that uh, people actually watched. That's Nobody a, yeah. watched the Baranchik fight. No, no, and, and you know, an undercard yeah. of the undercard. And so, yeah, so we've got that. And I'll tell you what, these last month or so has given us candidates yeah. for fight of the year. So can't wait for that. Um, the class of 2022 Hall of Fame mm-hmm. is set, Rick. So that came out. Yeah. You got, um, you know, leading the names are Roy Jones Jr., James Lights Out, charged me 50 bucks to get a glove signed Tony, mm-hmm. right? Holly Holm, Regina Helmrich. Your guy, Miguel Cotto. Yeah. I mean, Miguel Cotto should have been in last year, but, you know, we'll take it. Yeah, he's in. He's yeah. in. Don't don't be greedy. He's yeah. he's in. Uh, I'll tell you what, you know, they've got other, um, you know, the posthumous um, inductees as well, the mm-hmm. non-fighters. The, this person caught my eye because I remember this guy watching him for years as a kid, the late, great announcer, Chuck Hall. Okay. You remember Chuck Hall? No. Yeah, I remember Chuck Hall, man. Absolutely love the guy. Just n- nothing spectacular, right? Yeah. This was not, you know, a man your battle stations or who's the guy that's on? Uh, is he on Showtime now? The guy Diamond with the hairdo. Uh, he's on mostly, I think, on the oh, zone. zone. Yeah. It's the zone. It's you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was the Jimmy Lennon J- Jimmy Lennon Senior. Sorry, right? Jimmy Lennon Senior was like the. The, mm-hmm. the the gold bear, the standard for boxing announcers and wrestling announcers, by the way. Back yeah. in the day, Rick, when the when the microphone would lower from the top. Yeah. Right? Um, and then, of course, he's got his son, Jimmy Lennon Jr. You got Michael Buffer, but really, um, Chuck Hall. Yeah. You know, so very deservedly going into the Hall of Fame. So I was pretty excited about seeing that. Um, and by the way, Rick, um, so they're combining, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the ceremony for uh, 2022 in June. Yeah, you were saying right. So it's going to be the 2021 and 22 class. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to have um, you know some big names though. You've got Mayweather, you've got uh, Andre Ward. Yeah. You've got um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, uh, Juan Manuel Klitsch- Marquez. Klitschko. Klitschko's in there. Yeah. 
Um, so there, there, there's a, some good uh, fighters. Is Lucia in Riker it. in that class as well from the female? Was she, was I, she I already? I think she was already in it. Yeah, because I would love to run into her. Yeah. I met her at the Olympic Auditorium uh-huh. many years ago, obviously many years ago, when there used to be fights at the Olympic. Um, that's going to be good. And by the way, Rick, I'm excited about that because we, Pacific Coast Boxing, we're planning on being there mm-hmm. in Canastota, New York, have uh, have some friends that actually uh, live in that area. So hoping to make that um, a very memorable trip. But definitely yeah. Pacific Coast Boxing is planning on attending that event. Yeah, It's going to be big. That's going to be in June. Beautiful part of upstate New York. So, yeah, congratulations. Kind of interesting, by the way, that Roy Jones and James Tony are going in in the same class because um, you couldn't even put these guys in the same room. No. Back in the day, these guys did not like each other, right? Yeah, and you know who also be there is uh, Bernard Hopkins. Oh, that's Bernard right. Hopkins is he? Is, yeah, he's, okay. he's part of this class. Uh, okay, along with Sugar Shane Mosley, but okay, uh, Hopkins, Roy Jones, you know that. Yeah, there's a lot of tension there as that's well. That's interesting. Yeah, you know now Jones beat Hopkins. Yes, and then Hopkins beat Roy Jones, mm-hmm. but that was later on, right? That was yeah. an older Roy Jones. But at that time, when Roy Jones fought James Tony. Both undefeated fighters. That was uh, November of 94, mm-hmm. and Jones beat him handily. In fact, that's really what catapulted Roy Jones as, as being the phenom yeah. that we know that he was and the pound for pound. Like, that was the fight. Um, yeah. Actually, um, the, the females that would be inducted yeah. at the same time, yeah. Christy Martin, yeah. Lucia Riker. Yo, it is okay. Yeah, great, Leila Ali and Ann Wolf. Okay, that's great. I'm yeah. telling you that that is going to be what that is going to heck heck of an event. Believe it or not, like of all the fighters that we've just named, um, the one that I'm looking forward to most talking to and meeting is Lucia Riker. Yeah, yeah, she was amazing. She was she was it. Never quite got that fight with um, with uh, the coal miner's daughter with Christy Martin. Mm-hmm. That was supposedly the fight they were trying to set up, and it just never materialized. Yeah. She would have beat her, by the way. No, yeah, it. Uh, you know, Christy Martin, you know, was 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 the first to do it. Yeah, maybe not the best to do it, mm-hmm. but definitely led led the way for um, these women. Yeah. All right, Rick. We are in round twelve, uh-huh. right? And we go. You know, champion. We're heading into the championship rounds, yeah. true championship rounds for us. Nowadays, fights end in the twelfth round, mm-hmm. mostly by decision. We only call out fights that ended in a knockout or a TKO. So I got a couple fights for you, Rick. So how to make your day because this is your guy. Yeah. Okay, this is your guy, the great Felix Tito Trinidad. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go with two fights, Rick, that ended in the 12th round. Yeah. One good, one not so good, Rick. Yeah. We're going to start off with the good one because this was the first one. Uh-huh. Uh, TKO of Fernando Vargas, Rick. Yeah, no, great fight, you know, um, at 154. Yep. Um, both undefeated fighters at the time. Yep. And, um, you know, just just a great fight. You know, Fernando Vargas was down uh, five times in the fight. Yep. Uh, Trinidad was down once. Um, f- interesting, you know, this, this fight had the 21st anniversary. It was December 2nd. Oh, no kidding. So, wow. Uh, 21 years ago. Crazy. Uh, and Fernando Vargas was talking about it. He said that he didn't remember anything about the fight. Yeah. You know, thought he only got knocked down once. Right. Asked his wife, you yeah. know, like, hey, you know, um, did I get up after the first <laughs> knockdown? Right. And she said, you got up all five times. He's like, he didn't realize that he had been knocked down five times. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think, the, and, and credit to him, mm-hmm. but also, Rick, when I think about that, right, and I did a little bit of reading 
as did you. You know, Fernando Vargas is 20 0 at the time. Yeah. And if Fernando Vargas was fighting today, he prob they probably don't put him in against the Felix Trinidad no. at 20 0. No. Right? They'd be protecting his record mm -hmm. and really trying to build this fight up more. So this is a credit not only to him, but it also speaks about how, you know, it was a different era back then. Yeah. When they truly and again, you know, whatever your opinion is of, of Oscar De La Hoya, he also fought everybody. Yeah. They all did because it was the thing to do. Now I will say, by the way, even back then, this was an ill advised fight for Fernando Vargas. Yeah. No, ba bad was... matchup, bad fight, no no reason to take that fight. Mm -hmm. Um, but he did, and he was outclassed, and he got knocked out in round 12. Other fight, Rick. So that, by the way, that was Felix Trinidad's last fight at 154 pounds. Mm -hmm. That was in uh, 2000. Yeah. Y2K, right, at the end of year 2000. He beats William Joppy at a, you know, in his first fight, um, 158 at 160 pounds, wins the WBA's version, and then his next fight, of course, is against Bernard Hopkins, for every single belt, and he gets knocked out in round twelve or at TKO. Yeah, no, it was uh, not not a great day for, for uh, you know us uh, Puerto Ricans. Yeah, it yeah. Uh, you know sad day, um, but you know a lot of uh, you know this was the fight ended up happening about two weeks after the September eleventh. Yeah, um, fights or uh, you know. The attacks after nine eleven. After nine yeah. eleven, yeah. And so they were postponed two weeks. You know, a lot, lot of excuses out there. You know, well, you know, he really didn't train for those two weeks during the the break. Yeah, Hopkins was able to go back to Philadelphia train. Yeah, Trinidad just kind of you know he was, uh, you know, he was just, he he was overmatched is what you're trying yeah, to say, yeah. Rick. Because here's the thing, okay, um, Felix. Trinidad um, fights a guy who is a true middleweight in Bernard Hopkins. Mm -hmm. And Bernard Hopkins, very not very unlike Marvin Hagler, yeah. who never left the 160-pound division, right? Mm -hmm. So here's a guy, basically a big bully, who's knocking out everybody, right? Yeah. So, of course, he's going to beat a, an undersized Felix Trinidad. Of course, he's going to knock out... When did he knock out De La Hoya? In round six or something like that? Uh, round nine. Round nine, yeah. So total advantage, mm -hmm. just bad matchup all the way around yeah. is what I'm getting to, right? This guy's just sitting there waiting at 160, which is where he walks around in. Mm -hmm. So I think just a bad matchup, again, ill-advised. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that was Trinidad's first professional loss. Yeah. Right. Forty and zero. Forty and zero coming mm -hmm. into that fight, daring to be great, moves up to middleweight, loses, but once again, right, establishes himself as what truly is a, a great middleweight. All right, Rick, that's going to do it for the intro. We're going to talk of Gervonta Davis. We're going to talk Devin Haney coming up next after the break. Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, and Rick Prado are back. One of the things I also didn't mention, Rick, um, you know, our phone going off in the background. I mean, that's, yeah. how, that's how busy and hot Pacific Coast Boxing okay. is, Rick. But we're going to be at the Thompson Boxing Promoted Path to Glory yeah. um, next Friday, December 17th. Um, that's going to be in Ontario. Um, definitely looking forward to that, Rick. Yeah. you got a lot of, you know, the thing about Thompson Boxing, right, is... You know, these are the the ones that had. Uh, you know, they have Danny Ramon. Mm -hmm. um, they have uh, Sanchez, who's fighting this uh, 
on Friday, Saul to beat Sanchez against Jose Estrella. Also, the undefeated 16-0, Ruben Torres. That's taking place next Friday, again, the 17th. Um, these are good fights, Rick. Yeah. Good local fights, but good fighters. No, no, good good fighters. And uh, even, even when we're at the, um, the Omega, yes. you know, always good fights. Oh, there's no doubt about yeah. it. They're competitive. Um, and they do it right, by the way. Mm-hmm. They really do. Thompson Boxing does it right. The way it's all about the fighters. Seats are fair prices. Um, the fights are competitive. It's not this A fighter against this ham and egger that doesn't have a, a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ruben Villa came out of Thompson Boxing, yeah. Rick, and gave Emmanuel Navarrete, up to this point, probably Navarrete's toughest fight. Yeah. Interestingly enough, we haven't seen Ruben Villa since no, then, by uh, the yeah, way. No, we haven't. Not since then. Not sure what's going on, but yeah, but looking forward to that in uh, in a couple weeks, and we'll talk about that card a little bit more uh, next week. But we had some fights that took place over the weekend, Rick, and what mm-hmm. really was the last big weekend of boxing. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll start with the uh, the fights that were on uh, Saturday. Uh, Devin Haney, uh, unanimous decision over JoJo Diaz. You know, a very entertaining fight. You know, JoJo Diaz. You know. This is another fight where he probably raised his stock. You know, he um, is a tough guy. Um, you know, it just the the disadvantages is he was just he's smaller than Haney and didn't have the reach. Yeah, that's the thing, right? A very game Jojo Diaz. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're seeing, right? We understand now why he moved up. You remember, you know, he lost his title on the scales. Um, at 130. Yeah. So he moves up to 135, right? Me personally, I question whether or not he was going to be effective at 135 pounds. Boy, has he been effective. Yeah. But here's the thing, Rick, is this particular fight, right? It kind of put the spotlight on his physical disadvantages, Rick. Yeah. It, it really does, unfortunately, right? You could be game, but being game doesn't win you fights, mm-hmm. right? Um he was never really a fighter, right? Even at 130, that had a lot of pop. No. Okay. I'm not saying, you know, that that he can't break an egg. Okay. But he he's not a one punch knockout guy. It's definitely you know damaged through an accumulation, right, of mm-hmm. punches. And this unfortunately shows when he's at a big disadvantage, Rick, when he's fighting a guy in Devin Haney who's bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, his big advantage is he he was left-handed. Yeah, Haney, I think this was the second uh, fighter that he fought that was left-handed, and um, you know it really wasn't. We didn't expect JoJo Diaz to win this fight. Yeah, we, it kind of played out the way we thought it was going to play out. It did. It really did. Right? We talked about it. We didn't think it was going to be lopsided. We thought mm-hmm. that JoJo Diaz had a shot if he kind of was able to get inside. Um, it's just, again, right, when you're giving up that much height and that much reach, uh-huh. it's going to take a while. And he eventually did, right? Yeah. He eventually got inside, and he was able to land some clean punches. I thought he buzzed them in the last round. Mm-hmm. But was it enough that he could sustain the damage and finish Haney? No, that wasn't going to yeah. happen, okay? On the other side, Rick, I'll tell you, Haney looked good, mm-hmm. okay? He looked poised. Excellent strategy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Virgil Ortiz Jr., by the way, hopefully you're listening, right? Excellent strategy that he had. P- use the jab and then use the right hand not only to the to, to the to the head, but the right hand of the body was very effective. Yeah. I'm watching him, Rick, right? And I'm watching, I'm really studying Devin Haney. I'm thinking, man, am I watching the second coming of Sugar Ray Leonard? Mm-hmm. 
That's what I'm thinking when I'm watching this guy. But I'm not. Okay. The reason why I'm not, Rick, is that this guy doesn't, two things he doesn't have that Sugar Ray Leonard had. He doesn't have Sugar Sugar Ray Leonard did have a little bit of pop. Yeah. By the way. But the other thing that Sugar Ray Leonard had, Rick, he had that killer instinct. Yeah. And it it almost seems like Devin Haney's too nice a guy. Exactly. You know, and exactly. It, it, uh, yes. But I think I, I texted you during the fight and I said, yeah. you know, if either one of these had any kind of power, they would have gotten the other guy out. Right. Because they were landing clean punches to the to the head. Yeah. A lot of body shots, you know, that were landing clean. A lot of clean yeah. fights, uh, shots getting landed. Yeah. But nobody really getting hurt. No, no. And that's the whole thing, right, is uh, a Sugar Ray Leonard I mean, you know, the Thomas Hearns fight, right? Yeah. You name it, right? The 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 marvelous Marvin Hagler fight, round nine. Leonard put it all out there, man. Yeah. And he would go toe-to-toe when he had to, and he would finish a guy. And if that is Sugar Ray Leonard, he finishes Diaz. Yeah. He does, and he punishes him. And, and Haney could have done that as well, mm-hmm. but it would have meant taking a few punches that he's not willing to do. Yeah. And I get it, by the way, right? It's about hit and, and, and not get hit, right? But I think if you want to step up and be great, you find a way to finish Diaz. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. I don't know if he could. Yeah, no. Like he said, you know, he's, he's, what did they say? They were saying before the fight, he punches like with pillows in his hands, <laughs> right? They used to say he can't break an egg. Basically, they're saying he doesn't hit very hard. Yeah. Sometimes, I don't know if it's not that they don't hit very hard. It's like he's not willing to engage because you really have to commit. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're going to hit somebody hard, you really have to get in there and commit. And if you do, you're going to leave yourself open. And that's just not his style. But that being said, okay, he completely outboxed Diaz. He did exactly what he needed to do, okay? Um, To your point, this does not diminish Jojo Diaz, Mm -hmm. right? But let's be honest, Rick. Diaz is not an elite 135-pounder either. Yeah, no. The top, top guys, like, like, do we think Diaz is going to beat a... A Lomachenko, no. You know, um, what would happen if he would have fought Teofimo? You know, he probably gets knocked out. Yeah, Um, yeah. So, you know, there's a bunch of guys, you know, in this division – you know who he did call out yeah. after the fight yeah. was a Ryan Garcia. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen that fight because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, again, Diaz is tough. Yeah. You know what you're going to get with Diaz, and we knew that. We called that going in, mm-hmm. and so I would love to see that fight. That's why, you know, we talk about Ryan Garcia, and, of course, he's calling out Cambosas, and mm-hmm. now he's calling out Gervonta Davis, right? It's like you haven't done anything to earn a fight against no. those guys, man. Fight a Jojo Diaz, a Jojo mm-hmm. Diaz who takes on all comers. Yeah. Because the, the next fight has to be a, a unification. It's got to be Devin Haney, Cambosas, and, you know, we, we, it, the rest of the division kind of sorts itself out after that. You you would hope. Yeah. You would hope. I mean, I'll tell you it would be a war. You know, and, uh, I know we're going to get to the fight next, but Isaac Cruz. Yeah. Imagine Isaac Cruz and a, and a Jojo Diaz mm-hmm. or an Isaac Cruz and a, and a Ryan Garcia. Yeah. Right? Um, that's what's got to happen. But mm-hmm. yeah, again, nothing against Jojo Diaz. He's just undersized in this division yeah. at 135 pounds. Okay. But I'll tell you what, if you're not careful, okay, through 12 rounds, okay, he can sneak out a victory. Yeah. But not this past Saturday against no. Devin Haney, Rick. Yeah, no. Um, also on this card, um, Montana Love uh, looked impressive in his uh, third-round knockout over Carlos Diaz. Yeah. Um, Jessica McCaskill um, knocked out her opponent in the seventh round. Yeah. A Candy uh, Wyatt, I believe, yeah. was her name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but um you know that's it for pretty much that card yeah uh the sunday card on showtime pay-per-view you had a heavyweight also right that fought on that card you had a heavyweight uh, um it's like a, a really touted young guy that everybody supposedly is avoiding the mm-hmm. you know the boogeyman in that division I oh, the Chinese per- guy? No, not the Chinese guy. Yeah, no. It's, it's, in fact, they're trying to set him up with the Chinese guy. It's Hergovitz. Yeah. We'll look it up right now. Yeah. But um, but I wasn't totally impressed with him. Yeah. No, I, well, I didn't see that fight. Okay. Um, so on Sunday, Javante uh, Davis, Isaac Cruz, you know, unanimous unanimous decision, you know, close fight. You know, but I, but I think the judges did get it right. Javante Davis uh, won, did enough to win this fight. I think so too, Rick. I think the the thing is, right? It was the little man who could. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Sergio Mora, right? Who talked about putting a hundred bucks yeah. on on Isaac Cruz, and it was um, and it was a very good decision because it was the first time that Davis had fought anybody that small or smaller mm-hmm. than him. Cruz was very game. Okay. Um, did he win the fight? No, I don't think he did, Rick. No. I think it was close. It was very similar to the fight that just happened. Um, I'll think of it here in a little bit, but he just landed the cleaner punches. Fulton yeah. and Figueroa. That's what it reminded me mm-hmm. of, okay? Where Fulton clearly landed, right? Uh, the more telling blows. It was the same here, okay? Yeah. I mean, it was basically a 7 5 fight. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the judges got it right. You know, if, uh, if Isaac Cruz, you know, he had to do a lot more to get that decision over Javante Davis, who was the champ at that point. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Let's go a little bit old school, right? You yeah. got to really take it from uh, from from the champion. Um, although I don't know what championship he holds mm-hmm. at 135, one of the WBA belts. Yeah. Right. And so you know, <laughs> like where does where does Javante Davis go from here? You know, I'm already hearing he's going to have the Roly Romero fight. Yeah. You know, I, I'd like to see him fight. You know. Somebody else fight fight a uh, Jorge Linares, you know. Yeah. Fight, um, you know, anybody else, you know. Somebody um, where it's closer to a fifty fifty fight than you know he fights a Rolly Romero and basically the same fight happens again. Yeah, well, we know what he's not going to do yeah. is he's not going to fight at one hundred and forty pounds anymore. No, because he's given up the one hundred and forty pound. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to call it a hundred and forty pound championship from the WBA, yeah. You know, they still have him listed, believe it or not, even though we all know that Josh Taylor is the unified 140-pound champion. Uh, Gervonta Davis still had one of their belts, Rick, but he's uh-huh. officially announced that he's given it up, so he's not going to fight any of their mandatory. So we know he's not going to fight 140. And back to what you're saying, so that brings him back down to 135, where yeah. there is a lot of, I mean, the 135-pound division is blowing up, Rick. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm not going to say it's the four kings. A lot of people are, were back to the glory days. The reason they were the four kings is because they truly were kings, right? Yeah. Each one of them was arguably the best fighter in a cer- certain weight division um, at one time or another. Yeah. They were the greatest, okay? I'm sorry, but Ryan Garcia is not the greatest at anything right now. No. Okay. Neither is Gervonta Davis. Okay. Neither, obviously, is the takeover. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we don't know, right? None of these guys have, they don't have enough on their resume, Rick, yeah. to be considered one of the four kings. That being said, though, Rick, I'm going to tell you something. It's there for the taking yeah. if they fight each other. So, yeah. So who does Gervonta Davis fight, Rick? Um, yeah. Jorge Lars would be great. Uh huh. Even, you know, now, now you say Leroy Romero, maybe we roll our eyes, but he is undefeated. Yeah. Right? Now, I know he's in all these issues, so forget about him. 
But they're all there, Rick. There's a there's a Lomachenko. Maybe he fights a Lomachenko, you know. Yeah. But but I feel like um, you know Mayweather and their promotions, you know, yeah. they're too worried about losing that 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 O on his record. So you know you're gonna get the Rolly Romeros. You're yeah. gonna get um, you know I don't even know after that who who they threw they probably throw you know do a rematch with Isaac Cruz you know yeah and then just well, kind of avoid want everybody. He's, yeah. He said he doesn't want a rematch yeah. with Isaac Cruz. By the way, when yeah. they asked him, <laughs> but I think though, Rick. But if he truly wants to establish yeah. that, right? Because I tell you what, there's a lot of people now looking at the Teofimo Lopez fight with Cambosos and saying, "Damn." Mm-hmm. He was not as intimidated and scary as we thought. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because what he did when he completely dismantled Lomachenko, everybody was like, screw that. Yeah. We're staying away from Teofimo Lopez. That kid is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then you see this Australian guy, Cambosas, come in, completely tear him apart. And yeah. you know the Davises, and that's why, you know, Garcia and everybody's like, damn, you know? Yeah. What an opportunity that would have been. Yeah. He was there for the taking. Uh-huh. And because Davis now, right? Davis beats that version of Teofimo Lopez. Yeah, don't you think? Well, it was funny because yeah, Teofimo Lopez. You know, nobody really wanted to fight him. Like, exactly. You know, he could have fought a Javante Davis. He could have fought a Ryan Garcia. None of these guys were. Then once he loses, ah, he wasn't that good. Right. Yeah. Right. That. So that's what I'm saying. So I mean, you know. So there's yeah. So who do I like? Would I like to see Davis fight? Um, De- Devin Haney. Yeah. First of all, right. One a combination of them, or you know, the winner of Devin Haney and Cambosas, mm-hmm. right? Those guys all got to fight each other. Yeah. They want to do it right, okay? Do a Devin Haney and Cambosas. Yeah. The winner fights Davis and Ryan Garcia. Yeah, no, that that would be great. You know, small tournament. You know, figure out you know who's who's the top dog in the division. Yeah, and maybe whoever comes out of that simply because of his legacy fights. Lomachenko. Yeah. Right? No, that, that, that would be uh, perfect, you know, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, we're going to get, I'm I'm really hoping it starts with the Cambosis, Devin Haney fight, unify, and then everybody else is kind of sorting it out to kind of figure out who who's next in line to get yeah, that fight. Yeah, and, and I think that fight, Mayweather and team would have to make, mm-hmm. right? Um, they'd be hoping that Cambosis wins, by the way, because yeah. they'd feel that they'd have a better shot against Cambosis. Mm-hmm. But assuming, and by the way, I don't know who wins that fight between Haney and Kimbosis. No, I, you know what I'm no, saying? Yeah, you know, really have to br- uh, break it down. Yeah, um, I actually kind of lean more towards uh, Kimbosis. Kem- exactly, yeah. more pop. Yeah, right. So, and he gets hit. We've seen that Devin Haney can get hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but that's what that's what they'd be hoping for, right? Yeah. Is that? But if if those two fight and unify the 135 pound, then. They almost have no choice at that point. Yeah. It'd be like, okay, if you want to be now, especially now that they gave, you know, that, that he stepped away from the 140 pound weight division, well, then if you're going to hang around 135, there it is. Yeah. Fight the unified 135 pound champion. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to happen. No, yeah. Um, what, what a week, Rick. All right, Rick, let's take a break, we'll come back with some boxing news. And okay. of course, we still got the fights that are coming up um, next. Saturday, I know we're kind of telling the boxing yeah. world that boxing just ended. Yeah. Okay. It didn't end. It's just that, you know, there was a fight that we were hoping to see, uh, which is not going to be. I know you're talking about it in the news, but the Triple G fight is done, mm-hmm. right? That was really like, okay, one last fight. Yeah, yeah that was going to be the last one of the year. Right. Now it's not. And so we're kind of saying this weekend is, is going to be, uh, although there's a lot of fights this weekend. Mm-hmm. 
Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz back with Brick Prado. Rick, one of the things I want to throw out there for people, uh, make sure you go to PacificCoastBoxing.com. The website has been completely updated mm-hmm. by our webmaster, so it's all the way updated all the way up until round 11. There's a contact us where you can send us an email. Anything that you would like for us to talk about on an upcoming podcast or if you've got a take on there, um, don't even need to memorize what our email is, even though it's counterpunch at PacificCoastBoxing.com. There is a contact page. Just simply put your name in, your email, and send us your message. And then, of course, there's also all of the different podcasts um, that have been posted. So if you've missed one, you can go on there and listen to it immediately. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool website that we've got going on. So, all right, Rick, what's also pretty cool is we do have a lot of fights this weekend. Yeah, Boxing's not over. No. Um, so we'll start with the ESPN card from uh, New York. We've got uh, Vasily Lomachenko versus Richard Comey. Uh, lightweights in, in a fight to just kind of figure out, you know, who's going to be that next in line. Yeah, that's going to be a good fight, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I mean, if nothing else, we're seeing the great, you know, Lomachenko yeah. against Richard Comey. This is really Richard Comey's last stand, right? Yeah. Okay, this is it, okay? Um, nice guy, I told you. I met him and spent some time with him at the mm-hmm. Pachanga when he beat um, it's a Beltran yeah. um, for the you know lightweight defending. Um, I think Lomachenko gets by, though, Rick. No, yeah. I, I think um, either by late stoppage, like maybe a body shot or something like that, or, you know, unanimous decision, a wide, a wide unanimous decision on this one. I think so, too, Rick. Yeah. I think so, too. I think, um, you know, um, Comey's only shot, really, okay? He's not going to win a 12-round decision against no. Lomachenko, and that's not going to happen. His only shot is that he is somehow able to land a haymaker mm-hmm. and put Lomachenko out because he's going to come in as the bigger fighter. Yeah, and, and but Lomachenko shows a pretty good chin. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to have to – I don't see that happening. Yep. Uh, um, also on this undercard, we've got uh, Jared Anderson, you know Xander Zayas, yeah. and Nico Ali Walsh in in separate fights. Yeah, no, you got a lot of like I said, you know. Let me, let me just level set. Yeah, boxing is not done, right? We got a big card this weekend, mm-hmm. and then of course we got the big you know path to glory that we're going to be attending on behalf of Pacific Coast Boxing. That's the Thompson uh, Boxing promoted fights. Mm-hmm. So there is there's a lot of good fights, yeah. right? A lot of good fights for us diehard boxing fans that it needs to get out to. Um, yeah, Xander, the great Xander Zayas, right? Yeah. Your guy. My, yeah, my guy. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, yeah, Nico, Ollie Walsh. Um, that ought to be your lock of the week, Rick. Uh, pretty much take those – top rank is high on all three of those guys. Yeah. You know. Lock of the week, all three a of them. Parlay. A parlay. A parlay, Rick. Take, so you take got all Jared, guys. is it the real Baby Anderson, I yeah. think his nickname is? Z- Xander Zayas. Xander Zayas, yeah. And, and Nico Ali Walsh and yep. whoever he's fighting. There you go, Rick. Yeah. You can probably, you know, looking at that card, you can probably go all the way down the left. <laughs> you could go ahead and take Keyshawn Davis, Pablo Valdez, uh-huh. Calvin Davis, John Bauza, James Wilkins, and Joe Ward, Rick. And yeah. I think I think you'd probably be, you'd come you'd be out good. okay. Yeah. Yes. In fact, just start with Lomachenko. Yeah. yeah. All the way down as, as the locks of the week. 
Yeah. Um, also on uh, Saturday, we've got yes. from Carson, California. That's it's a right. Showtime card. Yes. Uh, Nonito Donaire versus Raymark Gabayo uh, yeah. for the WBC Bantamweight title. Yeah, this is a really good fight, right? Mm-hmm. The um, the Filipino Flash, Nonito Donaire. Um, looking forward to that one. We were planning on making that. Doesn't look like it's going to work out yeah. for us. But either way, that's going to be a good fight. Hopefully, that sets up the rematch with Inoue, with the monster. Yeah. Um, also on the undercard, we've got uh, Brandon Lee versus Juan uh, Geraldes. Yes. Uh, a couple of junior welterweights. Yeah. Um, That's a big one, by the way, Rick, because, yeah. you know, Brandon Lee, another local kid here, right, out of San mm-hmm. Diego, made a lot of appearances on Showtime. I've said it, Rick, it's time that they start stepping him up uh-huh. in competition. I don't know if this is it. it. This isn't it. But. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's my point, yeah. right? Yeah, all due respect to Juan Geraldes, yeah. right? Um, it's time they start stepping him up mm-hmm. to, you know, he's ranked already, Rick, by yeah. the way. He's already ranked in the junior welterweight. You know, of course, that's 140 pounds. You know, the the, the IBF has him at number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to look here if the other sanctioning bodies have him ranked. Doesn't doesn't look like they do. But, you know, he's already there, yeah. right? Let's see him against Jose Pedraza, mm-hmm. right? Probably not Jose Ramirez. I know Jose Ramirez and I think Pedraza are going to lock horns, yeah, right. In January, he doesn't also. I'm not also talking about a Rigoro, right? Mm-hmm. Don't need him to fight against no. that caliber. But how about a Robert Easter, mm-hmm. right? How about a Sandra Martin? Yeah, you know, you start uh, start picking up the, uh, the the competition. Yeah, why not? Yeah. How about a Victor Pistol? Mm-hmm. There's plenty of guys out there at 140 pounds yeah. for Brandon Lee to start stepping up in so we'll see yeah um also on uh, saturday from uh, liverpool england yeah uh, this will be on the zone we've got connor ben versus chris algieri connor where have you been yeah that's right the uh, you know the great uh his father right nigel ben mm-hmm. used to love that guy chris algieri of course that is uh, daniel jacobs uh nutritionist who's decided to fight again yeah and it was a matter of time remember what we talked about it was a matter of time when chris algieri came back mm-hmm. that he was going to get a headliner in, in a big fight. Yeah. Um, I don't think this fight is going to go very well for him, regardless yeah. of nutrition. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think Conor Ben knocks him out, mm-hmm. and this is probably Chris Algieri's last fight. Yeah, I don't know if it's his last fight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're putting him away. I'm, but <laughs> because, I'm putting him away. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was, by the way, he was on the telecast, right? He mm-hmm. was on the, um, was it the Teofimo Lopez telecast? A week ago. Mm-hmm. I think he was. Uh, yeah, he was with McCaskill. Okay. Yeah, and he he wasn't too bad, by yeah. the way. I mean, he's no, a no, well spoken he, guy. He's a really smart guy. You know, yeah. you can you can tell he really knows. Uh, you know, his stuff. I just not 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 that great of an athlete, and I don't I don't see this fight going well for him. Yeah, not an athlete. You're saying like he can't. Ah, uh, he's not a great athlete. He, he's horrible at basketball and stuff. No, well, Connor Ben is going to yeah. be uh, you know too fast, too strong, and uh, you know Chris Algieri is just. Uh, Okay. I think this is a huge mis- huge mis- uh, mismatch. Um, okay. Katie Taylor also fights on this undercard. Vegas agrees with you, by the way. <laughs> Connor Ben is going off at a minus eight hundred. Yeah. So it, you're right. Yeah, it should be mm-hmm. versus uh, Fizura uh, Sharapova. Yeah. And this is for you know Taylor's unified uh, lightweight titles. Yep, that's gonna be a good fight. Yeah, it's gonna be a good fight. Katie Taylor's probably the the top pound for pound, you know, woman boxer right now. 
Well, and of course, right, we're still waiting. They're saying, they're saying that, that the Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano mm-hmm. fight. And Serrano actually fights um, a week after. So, That's right. you know, if, if it's going to line up and it's going to yeah. be perfect, right. you know, then, you know, now's the time. After these, these two weeks, you know, let's get that fight, you know, together for, uh, you know, March or April. Women's boxing needs it, Rick. Forget yeah. about boxing. Now, we as boxing fans would love mm-hmm. to see that fight, but women's boxing yeah. needs this fight big time. And then also this weekend, you know, uh, in Dubai, we have uh, John Real Casamero versus uh, Paul Butler. Yes. Uh, for the WBO Bantamweight title. And then from Russia, we've got uh, Dimitri Bivol versus uh, Umar Salamov. Yes. So, but... Those aren't on TV, so you know we're just yeah. have to read about it. Yeah, interesting fight by the way. And the undercard is Patrick Teixeira. Yeah, is fighting on the undercard, the same Patrick Teixeira mm-hmm. that beat Carlos Adames, okay. which is Robert Garcia's guy. The same Carlos Adames that just beat Sergey Derevchenko this mm-hmm. last Sunday on the uh, Gervonta Davis undercard. I was actually yeah. looking forward to that fight. I thought it was going to be a better fight. I thought that mm-hmm. Derevchenko actually was going to win that fight. Um, and he didn't. No. Teixeira, of course, is the fighter, Rick, who he beats Adamas, and then he mm. ends up losing to Brian Castano. Yeah. Yes, that Brian Castano, who then fought to a draw against Jamal Charlo. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fight a rematch, rematch here. Rematch, yeah. So, yeah. And that was uh, and that was Adamas actually moving up. So, yeah, no, there's a lot of fights coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah, so we're not done, like I said. And we got the path to glory that we're going to be at. Yeah. And then there's fights in Tokyo coming up. You got the uh, the monster who's fighting on December 14th. So, yeah, no, there, there's still a lot of action. Yeah. For sure. All right, we're going to be right back. A uh, lot of action going on in boxing. Let's talk boxing news, get everybody caught up. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back almost uh, almost at the end of the year. You know, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of weird, Rick. A um, couple more weeks left, maybe one more podcast, right? We're gonna yeah. see how our schedules work out. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we'll have to maybe cover uh, you know after the path to glory, so we can squeeze in a podcast. Yeah, squeeze in a podcast and get the awards out, and then um, yep, you know maybe that first. Um, Show in January, we'll, we'll we'll list our our top five fights that have to happen. Yep. In twenty twenty two, we'll probably have to revisit that because uh, we did that. Yeah. For uh, for this year, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how many actually panned out. Yeah. We'll have you to know? go back and look. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to check that out, man. Um, also important, Rick. This weekend, um, I shot an eighty eight in golf, my lowest yeah. round ever, Rick. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was fun. Case. Nobody or anybody knows I'm a huge golf nut and uh-huh. I love to play golf. So there you go. I'm trying to get Rick out in the golf course. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you know, when, when I'm old enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> trying to say it's not an old man sport. Rick. Yeah. You know? you know, I'm still not officially retired from baseball it's yet. Still, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And I'm not retired as a, as a fighter either. Yeah. So there you go. You know. All right. Enough of the nonsense, Rick. Back to yeah. the boxing podcast. Let's get into the boxing news, Rick. What's going on? So um, Tyson Fury and Dillian White has been ordered by the WBC. Yeah. Uh, a couple few things that could um, delay this fight. Yeah. Um, there's talk that uh, Joshua may um, take some step-aside money and let um, Fury fight um, 
Usyk. Yeah. You know, if that happens, um, you know, Fury might even decide to vacate the title and at that point or, um, you know, if there's an injury. But um, yeah. I would like to see Fury, Usyk first and then, you know, figure out the rest later. And that's how it should work, yeah. by the way. And by the way, if it, I, you know, there's no way, right, that mm-hmm. boxing is going to allow this. It just yeah. seems like any time there's a situation like this, the sport of boxing is going to screw it up. Yeah, right. it, it just, you know, I, I get the WBC, you know, they they, they want to have their title out there and, and, yeah. and be defended, but is, does anyone really think Dillian White is going to be Tyson Fury? No, no, yeah. and it's not even a fight. Now I get it, right? If this is Fury's way of, you know, take a victory lap, whatever, we don't, we don't need to see that, mm-hmm. you know? I'll tell you, Rick, it's very um, recently, right? Uh, in the Danny Roman division, is it the was it the WBA and the WBO that both partnered and said they they're both making Danny Roman their mandatory uh-huh. challenger, right? Yeah, um, which is unheard of, right? That that both um, it's the WBC and the WBO, right? Mm-hmm. They're both basic because here's the problem: when you've got somebody that's got multiple belts, each sanctioning body wants the fighter wants the champion to fight their mandatory. Yeah. And and in a rare and who knows what what kind of deal took place behind closed doors, the WBO and WBC said no. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna get together on this one. Danny Roman has to get the next shot. Yeah. And so the same thing has to happen in the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Let's unify the heavyweight championship first. Let's for first time and I don't know how long we'll have to find out. When's the last time we had the unified heavyweight champion, Rick? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. And so this would do it right. And I'm telling you, the heavyweight division. Means something. I'm mm-hmm. in the middle of reading the uh, the Jack Dempsey book. I read Rocky Marciano, Joe Lewis. The heavyweight championship, Rick, was was bigger than even the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. So they have to do that, and I think it's a great idea for, uh, especially right for uh, Anthony Joshua, who yeah. probably has a better shot against Fury than he does against Usyk. Yeah, yeah. No, it just yeah. The the, the matchup is is not a good one for uh, for Joshua. Can only hope that that yeah. happens. Yeah. You know, would love it. Uh, Demetrius Andrade uh, is thinking about vacating his 160-pound title and become the uh, mandatory for Canelo at 168. Yeah, even though Canelo said what Sugar Ray Leonard said years ago about yeah. Marvin Hagler, right? He said, it'll never happen. Uh-huh. And then, of course, he fought Hagler, I think, like eight months after he uh-huh. made that statement. Remember, uh, Canelo said he'll never fight Andre. Yeah, he's right? ter- he told, called him a terrible fighter. Yeah. Yeah. So... Who knows? Yeah, right. I, I think he'll, I, you know, I think Canelo at this point is okay with vacating the titles and 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 doing what he wants to do. Um, yeah, he's already completed his goal of unifying one sixty eight. Yeah. So what's the point? Uh, Tommy Fury is out of the uh, Jake Paul fight. Uh, it was scheduled for December eighteenth on Showtime pay per view, and uh, Tyron Woodley has, has stepped in. Yeah, that was kind of odd, right? Because that fight takes place, what? It's in a couple weeks, isn't mm-hmm. it? And if you notice, Rick, there wasn't a lot of hoopla around it. No. Right? No. You didn't really hear, right, the the, the marketing campaign and the propaganda. It wasn't in full swing. So you kind of wonder what was going on. It, it didn't even seem like they um, mentioned it at all. Like right. Maybe barely during the uh, Javante Davis uh That's what I'm saying. Fight. Right. And so it didn't surprise me. Now, you know, from what I'm reading, it's that uh, Fury is injured, right? He's got like mm-hmm. a rib that cracked or and, something. And then uh, lung infection. 
So it's keeping them out of this fight. Something, but it just it, it, it something doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. And so now we're getting the rematch. Fine, right? Woodley got the tattoo. Yeah. I wanted to see that fight with Fury, if for no other reason, for Jake Paul yeah. to at least have a little bit more credibility for whoever questions him to say, look, now he's beating a fighter. Yeah. Even though nobody considers you know Tommy Fury a mm-hmm. legitimate fighter, at least he would have beaten him. Yeah. No, and somebody I think he's like thirteen, fourteen, and oh. Somewhere in there. Yeah. So, you know, he's at least done some boxing before instead of some of these other guys he's fought. Uh, There's talk of uh, Lomachenko and Shakur Stevenson for 2022. Yeah. Uh, Bob Arum is is wanting to put this fight together, which seems kind of strange. seems like Shakur, Oscar Valdez would be the route to go, but um, he may go this route first. I think that's a good fight, though. I think, though, Rick, you know, when you start to think about Lomachenko – um, a lot of miles, yeah, Rick. A lot of miles, right, uh, on that body. And how many more really fights does he have left? Mm-hmm. Right. We saw what happened against Lopez. Now we could look at that and say, well, um, what did they say? His shoulder was injured. Um, maybe it was just bad strategy, right? Yeah. That was during COVID. He started late. Maybe he's just getting old. Yeah. Okay. And and he's not the same pound for pound best fighter that we've seen. And and you can see with the uh, top rank, you know, Bob Arum needs to make that. That new big star. Right, know? He right. doesn't have uh, Crawford anymore, which he did mention that uh, he lost money on all of his fights. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's and, right. Um, but yeah. he has to come up with the, with the new big star for, for yeah. top rank. And this is a win-win yeah. if you think about it. Shakur Stevenson wins. It's a, there you go, yeah. right? There's the Knicks. If Lomachenko wins, okay, he's re-solidified himself mm-hmm. as one of the best fighters around. So, you know, now he can he's back in the mix to fight yeah. Cambosis and Haney and Davis or Ryan Garcia and everybody that we talked about earlier. So I think that's, I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, good idea. Um, Terrence Crawford, yeah, he's still calling out Spence, uh, calling him out from his vacation. Uh, but it sounds like Spence is going to either fight Ugas or Keith Thurman yeah. next, uh, leaving you know pretty much all Crawford can do at that point is uh, take a Boots Enos or a Virgil Ortiz because they're moving up the rankings pretty yeah. quickly. And that's another, by the way, just like the, uh, you know, the Fury – um, Joshua situation. Mm-hmm. I actually like that. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'd like to see Spence and Crawford fight, but I'm not so sure that Spence Jr. is back after the accident yeah. and everything that happened, Rick. So I think that he actually needs a fight, right, mm-hmm. against uh, Thurman or against Ugas. I think he'd be favored against both of those guys, Yeah. right? Believe it or not, Thurman would be the tougher fight, not Ugas. Okay, Ugas is very uh, awkward. He's big. He's I think lanky. You're, I think you're forgetting about that Cuban, right? <laughs> I did. You yeah. know what? I did. Yeah. I did forget about the Cuban, right? If executed to perfection, Rick, no defense. No defense. So you're right. I still think that Thurman would be the tougher fight. Spence's junior is favored, anyways. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with that, and because I'll tell you what. You talk about the fights that you just mentioned, Crawford yeah. and Ortiz or Boots. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, it, and, and that looks like the, the route that he might have to take. And if he's going to beat those guys, yeah. it's going to have to be sooner rather than later. Yeah. The longer he waits, the more those guys are, um, Yeah. you know. No, they're going to get more season. Yeah. It's very much like Mayweather fighting Canelo. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you, you know, we, you know, yeah, right now, realistically, yeah, Crawford probably beats uh, – Ortiz Jr. Yeah. Even though I think we had Ortiz Jr. beating him in our tournament. Yeah. Okay, but that was a different time. Well, yeah, we, we didn't think the fight, you know. That's right. So I, I think that um, 
No, I mean, I, I, I actually think that Boots Enos is a tougher fight right mm-hmm. now than Ortiz. Yeah. Um, in sad news, uh, Eric Morales' son passed away. There's really no info saying, you know, yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, he's going to take a few months off. And I don't know if we mentioned this before, but uh, he's rescheduling his exhibition fight against uh, Orlando Sacido. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be an exhibition and raise money for uh, amateur boxing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what can you say, Rick? We've yeah. got kids. You know, the yeah. circle of life is not supposed to work that way. You no. know, you're not supposed to go bury your kids. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the way the other way around. Our condolences, thoughts, and prayers to the to Morales and and you know all the family. Yeah. So, so that that that's sad news, man. Yeah. Um, Triple G, uh, his his fight was postponed against Ryota uh, Murata. Um, that was supposed to be uh, like a New Year's Eve fight. Yep. In Japan, uh, Japan isn't letting. Um, you know, flights come in. Yeah, that's too bad. There's yeah. that and the fact that they're not allowing fans in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's too bad Yeah, because that was going to be truly the last card mm-hmm. um, of the year. And, you know, for a guy, uh, you talk about another guy with a lot of miles, Triple G. He can't afford to wait. No, that doesn't bode yeah. well for him. Yeah. It really doesn't. Fight is winnable for him because mm-hmm. of Murata's style, yeah. right? But the longer it goes, the older that dude gets, and that's just not a good thing. Yeah, no. Um, Caleb Plant, uh, he was seen at the Javante Davis fight. Um, he's saying, you know, he no plans to retire. He wants either uh, David Benavides or uh, Charlo. Yeah, I mean, he's a PBC fighter, mm-hmm. right? So everybody in PBC should be in play. And I'll tell you what, by the way, um, Plant and Benavides would be a heck of a fight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who would be favored in that fight no, right off the top, Rick. And, and and it'd be one of those where if Benavidez looks impressive, yeah, you know, in a Caleb Plant fight, yeah. maybe now he's got himself in, in line for a Canelo fight. No, I think he does it. I think yeah. if they offer that fight to Benavidez, he does it in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, because then it's almost like a measuring stick, mm-hmm. right? It's the, you know, a common opponent. Canelo knocks out Plant. What does Benavidez do against Plant? Yeah. Thinking he has to knock him out, you know, earlier than than Canelo does. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because what you know, what what's Plant going to do? Right? Is he going to fight just any of these guys at 168? No. Just kind of a stay busy fight? You know, it's got to be the top guys. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Unless he wants to fight Daniel Jacobs, who of course is moving up to light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, I don't see any a name for him. Berlanga. Yeah. Uh, Teofimo Lopez. Um, he said that uh, he fought uh, with. Um, Lung, uh, air around yeah. his lungs before the fight, and he, yeah. he could have died had been punched uh, in the right spot. Yeah, that's what's being said. And, and if that's the case and they knew about that before the fight, then why is he fighting? Yeah. Okay? It goes back to everything that we talked about in last week's show, mm-hmm. Rick, about who he surrounds himself with, who's making the decisions. Did his father know about it? Did anybody know about it? Mm-hmm. But is it because the fight's been delayed so much and they don't want to put it off anymore? He is the product, and you do not risk Rick, that product. Yeah. You just don't. So you don't make that fight. No. Yeah, you can't, you can't throw them in there, You're, regardless of, you know, whether the money's dwindling or not. No, yes, it, do, it doesn't matter. But it goes back to, you know, they overlook Cambosas. They mm-hmm. said, you know what? You can beat this guy with, you know, half a lung, right? Yeah. So don't even worry about it. Go knock this bum out, and then we'll take care of it afterwards. Yeah. Guarantee you that's probably how it went. Oh, no, yeah. Of course. Um, and that's it for the uh, boxing news. All right, Rick. We'll be right back, of course, with everybody's favorite stat of the week. And then we will wrap up round 12, Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back.
Pacific Coast Boxing is back. Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. Don't forget to check us out, PacificCoastBoxing.com. We got all your podcasts. We got our contacts. We got our email. Make sure you check that out. Maybe there's a certain stat of the week that you want us to yeah. research and put on our next podcast. But what do we got for this week's stat of the week, Rick? All right. So I, I saw this stat and, uh, you know, fitting for, for this week. Um, it's the fighter that uh, top ranked fighter who had the most fights amongst Hall of Famers under the top ranked banner. And he also had the most world title fights under the top ranked banner. That's interesting because we were talking about it. There's been quite a few mm-hmm. fighters under top rank, right? You yeah. said uh, Manny Pacquiao, Pacquiao, Mayweather, Mayweather, Golden Boy, who gave his gold medal, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. Has he gotten it back? Uh, who knows? Yeah. I don't think he has. Yeah. I don't think he's given because at one point he was like talking about how Bob Arum was like, you know, another father to him and uh-huh. et cetera, right? Um, so who is it, Rick? Uh, it's uh, Miguel Cotto. Wow. Um, Hall of Fame inductee for yep. the uh, the year of uh, 2022. Yeah. He had 41 fights under the top rank banner, and then he had 23 world title fights under the top rank banner. That's quite a bit. You know, yeah. you think about that. You know, we talk about stats and figures that, you know, may not happen again. Mm-hmm. That probably doesn't happen again. Well, no, yeah, it probably doesn't. Uh, just, just to have somebody stay with the, the same promoter. Right. You know, for that long and, um, you know, without getting upset about That's exactly he's not getting right. the money that he should. Right. And, um, you know, uh, you would think in the boxing people were loyal, but a lot of times, you know, they're not. They, you know, no, they're, they're always looking for. There's zero loyalty, yeah. and that and that's exactly right, Rick. Is there's there's no loyalty nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, fight deals are made. You know, very limited. You yep. see what happened with Canelo. You know, he pulls out a Golden Boy. Now he's a free agent. Yep. Terence Crawford is basically leaving top rank, right? Or kind of like on a a per fight basis, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's a number that you're probably not going to see again. Yeah. No. It it, it uh. I mean, you know, Miguel Cotto had 47 fights. Yeah. 42 of them were top with top rank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, again, and, and, you know, does it also speak to who Miguel Cotto is and was, yeah. right? Simple, right? Um, you know, got enough purse money from Bob Arum that took care of him, mm-hmm. took care of his family, right? There was no need to ever move around. But you'd have to think that if Miguel Cotto was fighting today and just starting out, that probably doesn't happen. Yeah, no. You know, a lot of fighters, they, they start their own promotion company a lot of times even while they're still fighting right and then you know they'll, they'll move over to that yeah that's why that's un, that's unheard of you know it'd be interesting you know maybe next week to look on the other side who's had the most under don king yeah oh <laughs> you know I, you know trinidad may be one where yeah. he fought his whole career with don king maybe you know um yeah you know maybe uh you wouldn't think of Mike Tyson. Tyson. Tyson was there for a long time, and then towards the end, you yeah, know, he wasn't there anymore. Right. It was just a shorter span. Who knows? Could, we'll we'll could, have to look that could up. Could have been a Chavez. Yeah, could have yeah. been a Chavez. Could have been a Chavez. He's the one that called that point at one point Don King like his father. Yeah. Yeah. You never know, man. Great stat of the week, Rick. Miguel Cotto, of course, a 2022 Hall of Fame inductee. God willing, we will be there in Canstota, New York to check out all the festivities and run in and talk to fighters. That'll do it for this week. We'll see what happens this weekend with the Loma Comey and all of the other fights. We'll see you next week, Rick. See you next week.